0: Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by JinJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on an NBA Draft Day edition of the show. Hopefully, if you're an NBA fan like I am, your team this evening will be able to land a player that you feel comfortable with. But we're not here to talk about the NBA, obviously. We're here to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Earlier this week, we talked about questions facing the Jaguars' offense heading into the 2023 NFL season. Today, we're talking about questions facing the Jaguars on the other side of the ball, the defense. We're going to dive into it. But before we get to that, I would like to remind you, please, if you want to support this channel, hit that like and subscribe button, the notification bell as well. If you want to support the channel further, you can check out jinjagcom shop. Pick up some new Duval gear. Got a lot of fun stuff up there. Really appreciate y'all's support for what I'm doing here. Now, getting into the Jaguars defense, the biggest question for me, can the Jaguars cover the slot in man coverage? I think last year you saw Trey Herndon, once he moved into the slot in week 14, Darius Williams moved outside, obviously playing opposite Tyson Campbell. You saw some good results from the Jaguars defense. It wasn't perfect, right? But when they were in man coverage, Trey Herndon really struggled in the slot. He's a more of a quality zone cover slot guy. Uh, he just does not have the athleticism, the physicality, the length, the speed to keep up with some of the slot superstars in the league today. I mean, you saw CeeDee Lamb absolutely roast him. So I worry that when the Jaguars want to run man coverage and, and blitz on third down, how's that going to play out? Now, could they just simply pivot away from running man coverage, which they kind of did towards the end of last year they started becoming a more fire zone blitz team make no mistake about it defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell he's going to blitz like they're an aggressive defense that's how they're going to play but uh, maybe do they shift continue to shift more away from man coverage and towards those fire zone blitzes that I think were a little bit more successful for this team down the stretch I think that would be wise uh, but This is a defense that also likes to be multiple. They like to show you one thing uh, at the start of the snap and then roll into something else uh, on the back end. So how does that work? How do you foil that uh, Mike Caldwell, you know, just wanting to not not have any real giveaways as to what the Jaguars defense is doing. If teams know you're running zone coverage, it's going to be easier for them to attack that type of coverage. Uh, So, For me, I think it's going to be really interesting how it plays out in the slot with Trey Herndon. And, of course, you do have some young guys that could compete for some reps in the slot and maybe end up being better man coverage players than Trey Herndon is. Uh, You've got, obviously, Antonio Johnson, who played a lot of slot at Texas A&M. Jaguars' fifth-round pick. I don't think he's going to be a man-to-man coverage guy in the slot either, unless you're talking about just covering big tight ends, I think he can probably do that at a decently high level with his length and athleticism, but he's not covering a CeeDee Lamb or an Amon Reyes St. Brown or any of these guys that really uh, thrive in the slot, in my opinion. Certainly not in year one, uh, but you do have Eric Hallett, Christian Brasswell that you brought in. You brought in Gregory Jr. at the end of the draft last year. Maybe one of these guys can step up and play some man coverage for you in the slot, but uh, I think that's a big ask. I'd like the Jaguars to Probably bring in another nickel corner. But, again, if the Jaguars continue to do what they did towards the end of last year, which is run those zone blitzes on third and long, third and medium, Trey Hernan probably be fine for the most part. But it'll be interesting to see how they they play that out in 2023, how they attack offenses on third and long, third and medium. Now, they also struggled covering the middle of the field, and a lot of that had to do with the linebacker play. thought Foye Aluokin more often than not was in very good um, position in coverage, but was just a hair late. You know, was super close to tipping a lot of passes, getting his hands on it, but just couldn't quite get there. Still, though, when he was in coverage, if he wasn't making the play on the ball, he was generally able to get the guy down on the ground right after the completion. So I think you feel good about where Foyer is at from a coverage perspective. But Devin Lloyd, Chad Mumma, they both really struggled in coverage in 2022 during their rookie year. That's to be expected to a certain extent from young guys coming into the NFL uh, tasked with doing quite a lot at the linebacker position. So will those guys be able to improve in their coverage ability over the middle of the field, crossing routes, you know, seam stretching plays, different things like that, they're going to need to be able to step up. At least one of those guys is going to need to be able to step up and be more effective in coverage for the Jaguars. Will that happen in 2023? I think that's another interesting question. Just as much as coverage was an issue for the Jaguars last year, tackling was as well to an extent. Uh, they were a poor tackling team overall in 2022, missed a lot of tackles. And now that does not include Fuea Luke and one of the best tacklers in the game today, in my opinion. But when you look around the rest of that back end of the roster or back end of the defense, middle and back end linebackers and, and, and defensive backs, They missed a lot of tackles, and there were two guys that really held the team back when it comes to the tackling department, and it's Rayshon Jenkins and Devin Lloyd. And now Rayshon made a ton of plays on the ball for the Jaguars, very valuable in terms of his ability to force turnovers and capitalize on opponents' mistakes. Devin Lloyd did the same thing a lot to a certain extent, but those two guys, they've got to be more efficient tacklers. They missed far too many tackles, and there was other guys on the roster as well that were missing tackles. But for me, those are the guys that are, and in position to make tackles more often like Darius Williams misses a tackle. You're not going to roast him for that. He's a small outside corner, but Ray Jenkins, your strong safety and Devin Lloyd, one of your starting off ball linebackers, they've got to do better tackling, uh, being efficient tacklers, getting ball carriers to the ground. Another topic, that has been hot on the minds of Jaguars fans is the pass rush, right? You have Josh Allen, you have Trayvon Walker. The Jaguars are expecting Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker to be able to get home a little bit more. I think that they did get home plenty down the stretch for the Jaguars. Jaguars' pass rush really heated up as the team started winning games, as the team started running more uh, zone coverage on the back end with some of their blitz schemes. But Can they finish more often? I think they will be able to, but it's still a question because these are two guys that just didn't put up enough numbers last year in the sack department, and they know that. They know they need to improve. Trayvon Walker wants to show why he was the number one pick. Josh Allen wants to be one of the best pass rushers in the league, and he wants to be paid like that after the 2023 season, his final year of his rookie deal, that fifth-year option. So those two guys I do have a decent amount of confidence in obviously as run defenders they're very good run defenders and they're both pretty good dropping and coverage but i think you just want to see them be able to finish a little bit more as pass rushers um so that's obviously going to be a question but can any of the depth edge players generate pressure, right? You have Caleb von chase on going into the final year of his rookie deal. The Jaguars declined his fifth year option. So he's going into his fourth year. He's going to have an opportunity right now. It looks like he's edge three on this football team. You also have Yasir Abdullah who's a rookie out of Louisville. Super productive pass rusher for them. He's a little undersized at six foot tall but he's every bit of 240 pounds has plenty of muscle mass on his frame and, and a nice little bag of tricks and a really great speed off the the edge can he make an impact in year one can Jordan Smith coming off the knee injury can he finally show why the Jaguars were so keen on trading up for him in 2021 he's a guy with pretty good athleticism great length at the position can he start to get something going Deshaun Dixon the Jaguars are going to have him playing edge they're going to have him playing a little interior as well can any of these guys make enough of an impact to where you can kind of forget about the loss of Arden Key is Dewan Smoot going to come back we're not sure Toward the Achilles in December, he's still unsigned. The Jaguars could bring Dewan Smoot back, if healthy, in 2023. And I think that would be... A smart move. DeWan Smoot's a guy that has proven to be a reliable pass rusher over the last several years for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But can this group get to the quarterback more often and get the quarterback to the ground more often? We'll find out. And we'll find out if the Jaguars decide to bring anyone else in. Like I said, Dewan Smoot's still out there. There's some other valuable edge rushers that are still available on the free agent market. You look at Carlos Dunlap, some other guys, Justin Houston as well. I think the Jaguars should be active in free agency, both at edge and corner, because not only do you want just more talent, but what happens if Josh Allen or Trayvon Walker go down at edge, then you have Caleb on chase on in the starting lineup. Do you feel comfortable with that? I don't right now. Um, what happens if Darius Williams or Tyson Campbell, for bit, goes down with an injury. You saw the Jaguars' defense completely break last year at times because of their lack of depth at the cornerback position. Now, they probably feel that they have more depth this year. I think they like some of what they got from Tavon Campbell last year. I think, obviously, they have Buster Brown and Gregory Jr. who are going into their second year. They brought in Eric Hallett and Christian Braswell. But for me, I think you need another veteran at both edge and corner what happens if your top guys go down in those spots? I think you could be in a world of trouble. As I mentioned earlier, the Jaguars are banking on big improvement from second-year player Trayvon Walker, first overall pick in 2022, but they're also banking on Devin Lloyd and Chad Mooma, really improving a great deal. Just how much better will those players be in 2023? That's going to be a huge factor for how good the Jaguars' defense can be. Um, I was really high on Devin Lloyd's talent, right? Thought he was a top-10 overall type of player In 2022, Trayvon Walker had a first-round grade on him. Chad Muma had a second-round grade on him. I believe in the talent of these guys. I believe in the work ethic and the mental of these guys. They need to go out there and prove it, though, in 2023, that they were worth the selections by this Jaguars football team. This is the first time that most of these guys on the Jaguars defense have had the same coaches in back-to-back seasons. Uh, The Jaguars, they believe the continuity – and experience within this system, within Mike Caldwell's defense, will lead to greater success? The question is, will it? Um, Right now, it looks like they're just banking again on, you know, we've been here for two years now. That's going to help us perform at a higher level. We're going to be, as Chad Muma said, not just doing pre-algebra, but getting into the algebra of this defense. So we'll see how that plays out. Again, for me, I would like to just... Fortify and make sure we have the talent that we need. Um, If it doesn't work out with some of these young players, if it doesn't work out with guys you expect to take a step forward in 2023, if you have injuries at some of these critical positions, that's how I view it though. But yeah, those are my top questions looking at this Jaguars defense. Do I think they will be improved in 2023? I do, because I think going into year two of a system does make. Make a difference. I also think they realize some of the things that they do better and some of the things that they kind of struggle with, right? They ran a lot of man coverage early on on third down in 2022. Didn't work out the best. And now you saw them shift to more zone blitzes and, and zone coverages in in the latter part of the season in 2022. And I think they they played better on the defensive side of the ball. Helped them win games. Helped them force turnovers. I think you continue to see that. This defense will improve But there is a floor here that is concerning if you have any injuries, right? And even without injuries, can you cover the middle of the field? Can you improve as a tackling unit? You've got to do both of those things to be an effective defense in the NFL. You can't be missing tackles all over the place, and you can't have blown coverages all over the place, which you saw too much of in 2022. They've got to improve upon that in 2023. And my final question is, Mike Caldwell, in 2022 it looked like he took a while to make some changes that needed to be made, right? Like it was clear that Darius Williams needed to be playing outside because you did not have an answer outside. This is a guy that played outside his whole career prior to getting to Jacksonville. Obviously, the Jags thought that Shaquille Griffin was going to be a player that they could rely on outside. He ended up getting injured. But once that injury happened, instead of pivoting to Darius Williams playing outside, they just kept letting this... This snowball happened and the defense was completely broken. You've got to be able to adjust quicker. You know, Trayvon Walker, you've got to be able to adjust to him not being as effective as a pure edge rusher in year one. They should have had him with a hand in the dirt earlier on in the season. He became a more effective player when the Jaguars got him in some more advantageous situations. No big surprise there. Now, I'm not saying that Trayvon Walker needs to be a full-time interior defensive lineman. He's a great edge setter, a really good outside linebacker and base. But yeah, you want to move him around as a pass rusher, take advantage of his length, take advantage of his athleticism and strength, and, and get him matched up with different guys and, and take advantage of, of the ability that he brings to the football field. I think that that was easy to see. But for some reason, Mike Caldwell in this defense, they took a while to make adjustments last year. Bottom line. If they need to make more adjustments this year, it needs to happen faster. You can't be waiting weeks and months to make adjustments that are going to help your football team. So Mike Caldwell going into year two, I'm a big fan of him as a schemer, as a guy who can really communicate effectively with his team. It was his first year as a defensive coordinator last year, but he's got to make adjustments quicker, bottom line. And that will do it here for my Jaguars uh, biggest questions. Facing the defense, heading into this 2023 season, heading into training camp a little bit over a month away now. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. You can also drop a comment in the comment section below. If you want to support the channel further, please check out jimjag.com shop. Pick up some Duval gear. Really appreciate your support. Have a good one, Duval. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app.